don't know this, then you're behind the times. The only metric that matters is convenience. Rules apply to you. Suddenly you're an advertiser. This week on Social Minds. Answer that really simple question, how am I contributing to the experience? We were joined by Will Skoogle, the Global Director of Creative Strategy at Snap Inc. Will has been working at Snapchat for nearly five years now, but his previous roles have included Head of Brand Strategy at Twitter UK and Creative Director at the agencies Chime and Mischief. Yes, I've been praising Snapchat for weeks now, not just in relation to their innovation, but also some of the creative work they've been putting out around COVID-19. And who better to talk more about one area of Snapchat's business, AR, than Will. We spoke about how Snapchat has gone from dancing hot dogs to championing one of the biggest AR creator communities in social, why you don't have to be a developer to make your own augmented creations, and the future for brands, advertisers, and publishers when it comes to AR. In the same way that the community shows us new ways of creating with and experiencing AR, brands can show us new ways of bringing to life their brand. All this and more, coming up. How is Snapchat paving the way for mass AR adoption? Thanks very much. And and thank you again for inviting me onto the the podcast. I'm delighted to be here. So Snapchat is driven by innovation. And in part, that innovation is powered by the people that use Snapchat. In terms of AR, Snapchatters have broadly adopted it as a way of adding a layer of fun, self-expression and utility to their world and to the conversations they're having. Over 75% of Snapchatters play with AR every single day. Alongside that, I think there have been moments that have helped AR really break into popular culture. When we think about Snapchat AR experiences such as the Vomiting Rainbow or Face Swap, Dancing Hot Dog or Time Machine, where people could see younger and older versions of themselves, we can see how Snapchat AR can create bigger cultural moments off the platform. Also, of course, we have brands powering that adoption too, certainly in the way that they're using AR increasingly as a way to connect with audiences in new ways. And then currently, we as Snapchat are working really hard to democratize the creative process with tools like Snapchat Lens Studio and Snapchat Lens Web Builder so that more people can create and build in AR more easily and in larger numbers. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it seems like it's more mainstream than ever right now. But I mean, once upon a time, VR was going to be the next big thing. Why do you think it was AR that people have latched on to and made so popular? I think quite simply, it's the simplicity and accessibility of AR itself. I think when you think about the ease of use, really to launch AR, you just have to take out your phone wherever you are, open up Snapchat, scan the world around you and scan your face and you've launched augmented reality. When you compare it with virtual reality, of course, you have to step into a world and really remove yourself from what's going on around you. Mm. If you were to put on a VR headset while you were uh, out in the street and suddenly transform yourself to a totally new environment, you can see how that would really, really remove you from what's happening uh, around you and actually possibly be quite dangerous in that particular situation. I think through that ease of use of augmented reality and ease of accessibility, people have found it a really fun way to express themselves when they're communicating through the camera with their friends and increasingly now how they can use it to add a layer of utility as they go about their day and explore the world around them Mm. through the Snapchat camera. Yeah, no, I think that's a very good point, Will. I mean, personal opinion, do you think that VR will have its moment like people were expecting or have we now just seen a better alternative with AR and... Like you said, it's quite clear which one's more practical. I certainly hope so. I do think that AR and VR are fundamentally different and they're both 
incredibly exciting in their own right. I think the VR experiences I've seen have been incredibly interesting and a really beautiful way of a brand telling a story in a totally immersive environment. I think there are you know, hardware issues with the scale of VR at the moment, but as technology develops, certainly I'd hope to see some of those barriers come down. What I think we are seeing across extended reality, mixed reality, virtual reality, augmented reality, is that these are all just a, a new reality. And that what we're going to see increasingly is that as more people spend time in these new realities, more brands are going to gonna create experiences for them as well. And that creates a wonderful creative opportunity in terms of new ways of brands adding value in authentic ways, telling interesting stories in, in completely new ways and bringing their brand utility to those experiences in totally new ways. So I think rather than it being one or the other, we'll see increasing usage of, of all of those. And, and I very much look forward to it. Well, I'm glad you mentioned uh, brands because I wanted to ask you about the opportunities for brands and advertisers within AR, because I imagine a lot of them are you know, beginning to make sense of it and probably asking, where do we come into the picture? Brands have been a fantastic collaborator and contributor to the innovation that we've seen in AR on Snapchat in lots of ways, certainly through some of the objectives and asks that they've put to us. I think that over the last four years, we've seen AR come into its own, really. And I would now say it is genuinely a full funnel format that can play a part in realizing any brand objective from, you know, awareness and consideration to action and, and advocacy. There are a number of tactical plays we're seeing emerge, um, such as, you know, how the camera can play a role in, in pretty much any part of the marketing mix. So you know, whether it is uh, how we can transform a, a TV narrative into an AR experience that people can, you know, have in, you know, in their handset, in their own environment, or how we can turn a, a billboard or a print ad into something that people will stop and spend time with and play with AR in front of us and share with their friends, mm. or how that we can turn a, a product launch into something that's uh, a bit more immersive and has an additional layer of augmented reality added to it. I think there's another another key trend that we're, we're seeing emerging, and that's the idea that AR can sit at the heart of a big idea and that other content formats can fall out of that big idea. So seeing AR sit at the heart of campaigns. And I think in part, all of that's being driven by the idea that brands are increasingly noticing that people are choosing to spend time with augmented reality. I think as an industry, um, we've spent a lot of energy convincing each other that people have diminishing attention spans. I don't, I don't really think that's necessarily true. I think people are just choosing to spend their time paying attention in different ways. Mm. And certainly what we're seeing on Snapchat is that augmented reality is increasingly a place that people are choosing to spend their time paying attention. Yeah, definitely. I mean, are you finding that there are now less sceptics in the room, like talking about brands when it comes to AR? Because, you know, only a few years ago, brands were very reluctant to try it. They weren't convinced by it. Um, they maybe hadn't seen the proof of ROI yet. Um, and, and it did take a little while for them to sort of mass adopt it. But I remember you saying something, well, the first time that we spoke, which was innovations go through three stages of stupid, exciting, and then boring. Um, and once it's boring, that's that's when you know it's taken off. So I guess, do you think that brands have gotten to that stage yet? And if not, which stage are they at? Uh, so I certainly don't think that we're in the boring stage. I very much feel that we're in the exciting stage and hopefully a, a little bit of the silly stage too. What I do think is, is as we democratise AR further with tools like Snapchat Lens Studio, Snapchat Web Builder, we're seeing almost a democratisation of creativity alongside that. 
the ideas, the AR experiences that are being created by the community are incredibly inspiring. And I think it just underlines how we're just at the beginning of the creative journey. And certainly, I think as technology advances, as the software advances, that boring stage will almost stretch further away from us um, as we continue to create new and thrilling uh, experiences within AR. Mm. You know, I think that the the creative opportunity ahead of us is absolutely huge. And I, I personally feel that AR is as exciting a format to come along since film. It gives us incredibly, incredibly interesting ways to tell new stories, mm. incredibly compelling ways to create experiences that allow brands to play very authentic roles in the way that people spend time with each other and communicate with each other through the camera. And I think in that respect, what we're seeing is certainly a reduction in skeptics as we've brought in more tools and ways of measuring that are familiar to marketers that that they can use to equate augmented reality to value in the rest of their campaign. And alongside that reduction in skeptics, we're seeing an incremental increase in the number of serious advocates as well. Can you uh, picture a future where augmented sort of becomes the only reality if it does become the norm maybe uh like other things will will pale in comparison um well i I certainly hope that ar doesn't become the norm as in the boring norm but i do think one of the things we're seeing is that as measurement has improved and as brands have got more results back proving the efficacy of ar is becoming more of the norm when it comes to a plan and the camera itself becoming more of a norm when it comes to how brands want to exist in the, in the lives of people and contribute to the experiences that that people are having you know ar can help us lead the creative story as the most scaled of the new realities but i do hope that as ar scales and and shows its value that all of those grow in popularity as well. I'm a great fan of, of diversity when it comes to creative and formats. Mm. Um, and I hope that that gives uh, more momentum to other innovative ways of expressing brand's value and, and uniqueness. Well, on, on that topic of uh, diversity, I mean, when I, when I see Snapchat, I feel like there's a very uh, harmonious relationship between uh, consumers, oh. brands, and also, uh, you know, the creative community and creators, especially with... It's very inclusive, isn't it? Exactly. And, and, and the point I wanted to make is it seems the involvement of brands, you know, within the AR and AR filters and whatnot, it doesn't feel at all jarring or, or at all invasive, you know. And I, I, I imagine consumers are quite happy and quite forgiving when, like you said, it is brands maybe innovating and pushing the format on. I mean, that, that's surely been a great benefit to you guys. Thank you very much. That's very, very kind of you. Uh, Snapchat's very much a platform led by innovation, as, as we said earlier, but also by a design mentality and an aesthetic. Our number one priority is to make sure Snapchat is as good as it can be for the people that use it to connect with their friends, to express themselves, to explore the world and to have fun together. From an advertising point of view, the formats are built to complement the experience people are choosing to have. For example, I have to choose to swipe over to the right hand side of the app and experience the created content that sits there. Or I have to choose to open up the app and scan my face or the world around me to launch augmented reality. When advertising sits within an environment of choice, research shows us that those ads are more gratefully received by the people that choose to experience them. I think that leads us to an important creative thought that we often talk about within the creative strategy team, which is when it comes to Snapchat, where we've already got people choosing to spend time on the app, a strategy or, or creative process that leads to disruption is not often one that will create positive engagement between the brand and the Snapchatter. What we try to do is think about how the brand can contribute to the experience that the person is choosing at that moment. If they've chosen to take those three or four high intense steps to get to augmented reality, 
and put themselves in that experience, the brand's opportunity then is to make it as amazing as it can possibly be. That's when people will choose to spend time with them. As amazing, as relevant as it can possibly be, that's when people will choose to spend time with them. It certainly isn't uh, forced upon the users, which is great. And I like what you, oh, you know, I'm very intrigued by what you said around choice. In terms of, uh, you know, marketers were always very uh, interested in consumer journeys and funnels and whatnot. Where do you see AR fitting into the uh, typical purchase uh, consumer journey? Because I know you guys have uh, done some interesting things with Shopify and around commerce as well. So in Increasingly, and certainly over the last few years, we are seeing AR really come into its own as a full funnel experience. When we launched the first lenses four plus years ago, they were very much seen by advertisers as, as a brand play uh, where people could spend time with brands and, in new and interesting ways. Certainly, as we've developed over the last couple of years, we've seen more performance advertisers come in and use augmented reality to address you know, DR objectives, performance objectives, in increasingly successful and efficient ways. So we really do see you know, AR as a, as a full funnel format. There's the awareness and consideration that happens when the experience itself is launched and played with. And there's the action and advocacy when the Snapchatter chooses to either go through to make a purchase or to explore more on a website um, through the AR experience or when they choose to share that experience with their friends. So there's a huge amount of value that can be achieved by brands in working with AR as part of their campaign. Yeah, and no, I couldn't agree more. And obviously there's there's so much um, on offer in terms of features. I mean, let's mention the um, the desktop app alone is probably seen a, a lot of usage in the last few weeks. I know I downloaded it. Um, and a recent feature, Lens Web Builder has recently launched. I was wondering what you can tell us about that. Yeah, so I'm, I mean, over the last few weeks, as I'm sure anyone that uses Snapchat has noticed, we've seen an uptick across the whole platform, really, in the way that people are using things like um, video chat, group chat, the way that they're consuming some of the curated content on the right-hand side of the app. We've certainly seen an increased usage in Snap Camera, which is the desktop version of Snapchat AR, certainly in people using it uh, in video chat and things like that. Snapchat Web Builder for lenses is, a again, a desktop version of, I guess, compressed version of Snapchat Lens Studio. So there are, I guess, three ways of building lenses with Snapchat, which are working with the creative strategy team directly or one of our agency partners to build a bespoke experience or using Snapchat Lens Studio, which is the software that we use as creative strategy to build out AR experiences. Snapchat Lens Studio is a totally free piece of software. It's got pretty much a, a template for almost every lens you would have seen on Snapchat on there. And it's very easy to build into. You need a, a certain amount of, of software knowledge. So things like if you've used things like Photoshop or Illustrator or things like that, that will help. But there are incredible resources on there to help people learn how to work with augmented reality, build in augmented reality, create with AR through the studio. It's a really comprehensive and straightforward tool. Then uh, Lens Web Builder is a slightly compressed version of that, which is more of a, rather than importing 3D assets and learning how to kind of code certain bits of, of lenses, it's more of a drag and drop functionality. And really, I think that it's, it's one of the most straightforward and quick ways to build a really fun AR experience. 
Mm. Um, and all of this is part of a, a broader strategy to democratize AR. We very much wanted from very early stages to make augmented reality not something that you just simply you had to work with us every time to build. Certainly didn't want it to be something that was too expensive or complex to access. Mm. As we saw more and more people on Snapchat adopting with and playing with and using AR to communicate with each other, we wanted more and more people to be able to do that. Since we've launched the Snapchat Lens Studio, we've seen over 400,000 lenses created through the Snapchat community. We've also seen almost a new type of influencer start to come out of that community that we're calling OLCs, Official Lens Creators. People who, through the craft of AR, are creating and gathering influence among the broader community with the lenses that they're creating, which is just fantastic to see. Yeah, I've noticed that as well. And I mean, I think it is, uh, well, massive props to Snapchat, um, like you said, for democratizing this tool. When, you know, a lot of a lot of companies like first business move would be to sort of keep that specialty for themselves and like not necessarily uh, make it harder for people. But as you said, it's something that you want to be very easy for um, for people to use and for everyone to get involved in. And as long as they're coming to you guys first, it's it's okay that, you know, they go other places on the Internet afterwards. Sort of from a technical standpoint, I know you've explained a little bit about how um, how you make the lenses. How would you say it differs from another platform, say like Spark AI? What what are the USPs of Lens Web Builder um, and, and what is the advantage that you can offer over other platforms like that? I wouldn't be able to comment on the technical differences between Spark and the software and, and tools that we've released. But I do think that what I hear back from the community is that there are three things that, that stand out. One, the simplicity of use. Uh, both Lens Web Builder and Lens Studio are very easy to use. They're quite instinctive. Also, the kind of the quality of the experience that can be built in within both tools, but then also the community of people that are using both Lens Studio and Lens Web Builder to create AR experiences is a very rich, vibrant and collaborative community where there's a lot of idea sharing, knowledge sharing, tips and things like that. And that's really helping to support the idea of the OLCs kind of coming up as well and creating influence purely through their craft, mm. purely through them being beautifully executed, incredibly exciting AR experiences that people just want to play with because they're good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you talk about Snapchat's sort of mission being to democratize AR, I would argue you already have done. I mean, like in the last year, I think I haven't seen so many people making their own filters, um, experimenting with it. I mean, especially those sort of uh, choose choose your own like clicker things on the, on the head, they seem to absolutely explode <laughs> over the last few months. Um, and I guess sort of getting down to the nitty gritty of people's mindset, I suppose, and what you guys know about your users and know about your audience audience sort of with brands aside why do you think audiences are so obsessed with making filters what has what has made this um such an addictive experience um i don't know about the 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 idea of it being uh, an addictive experience i think that what people are really cottoning onto or enjoying i should say is that with augmented reality you have the opportunity to add something into your world that is in some ways a reflection of, of how you want to express yourself in, in any one given moment. Mm. So, you know, you could be at a sporting event and you could use a branded piece of augmented reality because it's been tailored to that particular experience and moment. Or you could be at home having a chat with a friend and, you know, wanting to add a layer of AR because you're having a particularly funny chat about some uh, yeah. about something in particular. Or you could be using augmented reality to help 
you achieve a certain goal. For example, trying on a new pair of shoes or trying on uh, a new look of some kind, like a, a makeup look, for example, and then sharing that look with a friend for possibly for their comment. So increasingly, what we have is a an audience of incredibly confident and mature mobile users, people that have grown up with smartphones, mm. grown up using their phone to communicate and navigate the world. And with augmented reality, what they have is this really playful, fun, visually compelling, expressive, uh, helpful layer that they can add to the world that they're very confident in using. And as we democratize the way we can create for AR further, people are increasingly making up their own ways and their own experiences, their own expressive and helpful tools to add a layer of AR to their world. Mm, absolutely. I mean, people on social are always looking for sort of new and interesting ways that they can uh, essentially just communicate to their friends what it is that they're, they're going through, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think one of the interesting things we've seen over the past couple of weeks is people using the Lens Studio to create things like lenses that teach you how to wash your hands properly. Yeah. or lenses that pick up the distance between you and another person mm. to kind of uh, support social distancing as we're living in the, in the current time we're living in. And I think that increasingly we're going to start to see lenses arrive that reflect the moment in time and, and the culture at the time. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm glad you touched on those, Will, because I've been, uh, we do we do uh, weekly social six episodes where we sort of run down the six uh, most important social media stories. And I've been um Wax and lyrical and praising uh, Snapchat's approach to COVID nineteen information sharing, particularly through AR, like you said. So the, you know, distance um, filter was something I picked. Distance lens, sorry, was something I picked up on. I want to um, touch on, if I may, about the kind of you know what you've been saying about the OLCs, because to me this seems like a great kind of case study for uh, advocacy. You know, shouting out your community and the people. Who, you know, who are helping to create these lenses. I just wondered what you could tell us about the relationship, I suppose, between Snapchat and its uh, creators and how you see that kind of landscape looking. Yeah, well, we, we have a couple of different ways that we like to, I guess, kind of keep in touch with the community and, and maintain our relationship with them. Last year, we did our first, what we call SPS Summit in LA, where we invited some of the creators along to see us showcase some of the latest in AR. Obviously, due to the current climate, we haven't been able to, to do that this year, but we will be sharing some of that content out through a series of webinars. We also have a community manager that manages the OLC community and maintains regular contact with them. We make sure that any updates that we are going to launch into the Lens Studio that we test with some of the OLCs as well. So there are a couple of different ways that we, we look to maintain contact with them. We also invite them to some of the events and uh, conferences that we speak at as well. Again, this year at Adweek, we were planning to have um, a couple of OLCs on stage talking about AR, but unfortunately, again, because of where we are currently, we had to rethink that. But I think as the community uh, starts to, you know, develops further, as we see more OLCs um, join and start to make incredible AR, we're just going to increase the the frequency and, and ways with which we connect with them and, and help to fuel that creativity. Mm. And, and do you see a future uh, for a lot more kind of collaboration between OLCs and brands, you know, brands actually sponsoring uh, individual creators to make AR lenses and, and mm, whatnot? That would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly a trend that we're starting to see 
emerge. So we've seen a couple of OLCs work with work with brands over the last few months to create some amazing AR experiences. So one that we did recently across a number of international markets was for the launch of uh, Charlie's Angels with Sony, where we invited 10 OLCs uh, from different countries all over the world to create their own version of Charlie's Wings, where when you swiped onto the lens, depending on where you were, the lens is being targeted to different regions, depending on the OLC, you'd see a different Wings experience. We then through Snapcodes also had those Wings um, accessible through out-of-home billboards. And then as the campaign launched and went into uh, the, the launch week phasing, we were able to re-engage people that used the lenses with video experiences and ads on Snapchat that led to additional uh, augmented reality experiences. And just really wonderful to be able to see so many OLCs creating such high-end AR experiences uh, for the community. And I, I certainly think we're going to start to see more of that happening. Mm, it's such a, a good way of doing it as well, because I guess they'll all bring something really different to the table and sort of unique to their audience. But I guess just out of curiosity, um, just like other areas of influence and marketing, other types of content on various platforms, some things are more popular than others or perform better than others. And I guess I'd be interested to know what kinds of AR filters and lenses are performing best at the moment um, and sort of what learnings you've you've seen from uh, what people are making and, and what they're using. Such a great question. And I, I equate it to the same question that people ask you, like, what kind of music do you like? You know, it really it really depends on your your mood, where you are, what time of day it is, you know, what you're into at that moment. And I think it's the same with AR because AR is it is it's a really personal experience. When you launch augmented reality and you've scanned it, it's your world and it's your face and it's your friends. Mm. The ones that perform best answer that really simple question: How am I contributing to the experience? Like, what's my objective, and how am I? going to realize that objective by contributing to the experience that people are looking for on, on Snapchat through augmented reality. And I, I think that that can be, you know, a number of different things. It's, is the lens simple and playful? That might be addressing a simple brand objective. Mm. Is the lens something that offers utility and that am I helping people to try on my new product or am I helping them to understand its value in a new and interesting way? Is this augmented reality experience something that is transportative and takes people to a place that's, you know, magical and, and different that tells a story? How am I asking them to act on that? When we think about how brands should think about uh, making their lens uh, something that, that's successful for them, it starts with their objective and, and the people. Like so, like so many briefs, yeah. I think when when we come to think about augmented reality, it can seem kind of it can seem daunting or complex if you haven't worked in it before. But the mm. the fundamentals of strategy and planning and creative are, are still the same. Yeah, definitely. I think there's like sometimes a worry as well that some brands will not not the good ones will uh, will sort of hide behind new tech and sort of make something that looks really cool and like looks really exciting but isn't actually meeting those objectives like you said it's, it's the brand's choice to use ar how they see see fit and i think that if we can encourage them to stick to the fundamentals mm. and embrace I, I do think that augmented reality is the most exciting storytelling format to come along since film yeah definitely that's what it is isn't it? it's a storytelling format so so like you said that experience is still absolutely key yeah you know one of the ways to think about ar in terms of the, the creativity and, and the storytelling is as marketers and brands and creators we we used to think about how we use 100 percent of the space we're very yeah. used for used to designing for rectangles so we have control of 100 percent of the pixels on a billboard or on a tv ad 
And with AR, what we're doing is inviting people to spend time with us, to choose to spend time with us. And when they choose to spend time with us, um, the people are inviting us to become, as the brand, to become a part of their story. Yeah. So really, when we're thinking about AR, we're designing for, you know, 20 to 40 percent of the pixels that are available on the screen. And the experience we create is what helps us become a part of that person's story that they share with their closest friends. And I think that when you think back to the idea of really what we're, what we're trying to do as, as, as advertisers is find an authentic role to play in people's lives. This is a, you know, AR is a fantastic opportunity to do that both on a, you know, on a, on a brand level or at every point of the funnel. Mm, no, absolutely. Well said. And one of the interesting things I've seen as well, Will, is that, uh, you know, there may be some people out there who still think of AR as just kind of, you know, masks and lenses that you put on your face, but it's been uh, your kind of inventive use of the environment as well. So stuff with, you know, Big Ben and sculptures and stuff like that around uh, major cities. I wondered what you could tell us about the, the, the future of that in terms of that kind of, you know, AR out in the field, I suppose, and around in the environment through the, you know, the rear-facing camera. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, on the rear-facing camera, we call that a world lens. And I think what, what you're talking about specifically is a landmarker. So we have a, a number of landmarkers in cities all over the world, um, in New York, in Paris, in London, in Sydney, across uh, a couple across India as well, in Germany, where we have, a, I guess, a, a metaverse kind of mesh a map of certain buildings and we can use those to create augmented reality experiences on those particular locations. And what we're finding again is really this is driven by people and the way that they use Snapchat. When we know that people are, you know, snapping at certain locations because people have um, the majority of Snapchatters have their location on because there is a sort of value and exchange in in that through through filters and maps and other Snapchat tools that we can get a sense of where we can add value in, in AR in that particular moment. And actually brands have, have been great advocates for, for Landmarker and have seen the value in creating moments at certain locations like Diwali. Uh, we created AR experiences across um, the Gate of India, the Taj Mahal, uh, the Eiffel Tower and uh, Tower Bridge that really brought people together in that particular moment. And we've seen a number of landmark AR plays that, have, again, have helped to kind of enhance the, the, the brand story in that particular moment. And for, for the launch of Spider-Man, for example, we had Spider-Man mm. uh, climbing across and swinging across a number of landmark locations and news reports coming from those locations were fed into into story ads on the platform. Uh, I remember to, to, seeing that one. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, it was, I think it was a great example of where brands joined together a couple of formats to, to, to create content. So, you know, using AR experiences to create the content for video advertising within that curated side of the app on the right-hand side, I think is a fantastic play. Because for me, it's, it's very interesting to see, you know, obviously social media marketing and advertising aside uh you know it's incredibly exciting time for ambient media and out of home and stuff and i guess it's it's rare that you kind of see a technology that kind of unifies those industries together so much you know we always talk about the fact that uh you know experiences live in many different places but this this seems like you know the real kind of uh, evidence of that i suppose certainly for ambient out of home you know there are so many examples where we've seen ar either take that out of home ambient experience away from just that singular location and into the hands of, you know, thousands and hundreds of thousands of people just purely through uh, the dissemination of the content itself or the experience itself, but then also turning that moment, that singular moment into something that's incrementally more powerful. The idea of walking past a billboard, then looking at it 
stopping in front of it, snapping the billboard, snapping the, the code to then launch an augmented reality experience. You've then turned that billboard into something that, that people are spending more time with, again, and, and choosing to spend that time in a higher state of intent and consideration. But then also as part of that experience, sending it to a friend. I mean, I've, I've worked in advertising for a, a number of years. I won't, won't go into specifics. But, you know, the amount of times I've stopped in front of a billboard and, and taken a picture of it and sent it to a friend, mm. I can probably count on, on one hand, even though, you know, I work in the industry. Um, but I do think with AR technology and the layer of AR that you can add to those experiences to literally make copy jump and to make the images pop and to turn them into things that people will choose to spend time with is, is just such a powerful creative opportunity. And it's one that we're seeing an increasing of number of brands adopt in a, in a number of different situations from scaled out of home advertising to singular product launches at very niche uh, and tailored events. I completely agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm just more and more interested to see, you know, the future and how this all plays out. Um, I wonder if sort of, you know, drawing to a close, if you could kind of share your your kind of uh, quick fire tips to brands who are listening to this and are, who are going to, you know, explore AR a lot more uh, this year and next year. You know, for instance, things like your logo doesn't necessarily have to be the focal point for you to kind of, uh, you know, connect and show that you're there, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I think if I was going to, a couple of them we've mentioned already. So one, just consider your objective and know that, you know, the point that we're at now with augmented reality, certainly on Snapchat, and certainly if, if you're thinking about a Gen Z or millennial audience, is that AR is a full funnel format. I'm confident that AR can address your objective. The second part to that is obviously people and who do you want to connect with, thinking about how you're going to bring your brand to life in a way that is relevant to those people and in a way that they will choose to spend time with, in a way that they will choose to spend time with and, and, to, and to share um, with their friends or, or act upon, depending on what your objective is. I think then there's there's an element of, of design understanding, which is not meant to be a, a complicated concept. It's more that you need to think about AR as uh, from, from that perspective of control of the pixels from 20% to, to 40%. Don't overload it with complex messaging. Don't overload it with, with too much narrative. Just allow it to be something that people can experience, have fun with, find useful. Allow yourself to play a role in the story that, that people are creating. The other point is one on targeting. I think that it's worth reminding everybody that, that AR is a hugely targetable format, one that can be incredibly intricately targeted, but also one that you can use as, as part of a, a broader play as well. So it doesn't have to just be work and operate singularly on its own. It can very much be part of the broader marketing mix and play an incredibly important layer within that and within the way that you target it. And then lastly, I, and again, I know what these probably sound like the fundamentals because they are really, it's just to think about the measurement of, of your activity. We see incredibly positive uh, results, both across brand measurement and straightforward performance analytics across a number of different tenets. And I think that we are finding increasingly that when brands start to use augmented reality as part of an integrated play, whether that's integrated on Snapchat using all of the video, AR, location targeting formats and ways of bringing a brand to life on the platform that you can use, the AR within that mix adds to the efficacy of the campaign, but then also as part of a, a broader campaign mix. So thinking about, we're very familiar in thinking about how we use TV and print and digital as part of a, of a campaign, but 
with the emergence of augmented reality being something that people are choosing to spend time with in such huge numbers, brands mm. and marketers should be thinking about the camera within that media mix and the role that it can play. Um, given the amount of time that people are spending in the camera, the way they use the camera to communicate uh, with their closest friends, the way they use the camera to discover the world, the way they use the camera to, to have fun. AR can play a role in, in all of those moments. Uh, and with that increasing attention and time spent, hopefully AR is increasingly a format that brands will be thinking about and measuring as part of their campaign mix. Mm, some great advice there, Will. And I wonder maybe just quickly where you consider the future of AR sort of in the next five years. Is it full democratization? Are we going to see these tools get even more sophisticated? Um, how so? You know, is it wearables? Um, like how part and parcel in our lives is, is this tech going to become? Well, I think that we're certainly seeing an increase in both creation from the community uh, using the tools that we've, we've put out, the Snapchat Lens Studio and Lens Web Builder, from people that are on Snapchat and, and mm. creating with AR. I would hope to, to see that continue to increase and all the signals show us that it, it, it is. I also think that you'll continue to see Snapchat innovate within the format. We certainly want to continue pushing the boundaries forward. We want to continue creating new uh, experiences that add value to Snapchat and to mm. Snapchatters um, as a whole. And I think that w within that, the role that brands play is, is fundamentally important in, in the same way that the community shows us new ways of creating with and experiencing AR. Brands can show us new ways of bringing to life the, their brands and what they want to talk about, the way they want to communicate, you know, the thing that they need AR to do for them. You know, so many times in the past, innovation uh, for, for us has been in partnership with the brands that we work with to help them mm -hmm. achieve their goals. So I think those three things will certainly start to see develop and increase and, and move forward with the community, with technology, with brands. And uh, who knows with wearables, we'll look to see what, what happens in the, in the future. But as a, as a fan of AR and as someone that loves the creative opportunity and is hugely excited by it still, I certainly hope that that becomes a, a reality. Mm, me too. Thank you for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please remember to leave us a review on iTunes because it really, really helps and allows us to bring you brand new episodes every single week. This has been the Social Minds Podcast with myself, Theo Watts, Eve Young, and produced by Ollie Thompson. <laughs>